0: Welcome to the High Frequency Females Podcast. I'm Tiana Walker and I want to thank you for tuning in. And as always, thank you for taking the time for yourself. If you're here on this journey with us, it's because you want to raise your vibration and live the life you want and the life that you deserve. With that in mind, it means we all need to heal, face our shadow selves and educate ourselves so we can become the people we've always wanted to be. This podcast is a collaboration of inspiring and empowering women and human beings who will help us along in our journey. I'm not going to pretend I'm perfect because I'm on this journey with you and I'm going to keep it real as I know I'll screw things up along the way with you. And hey, we're all human, right? Well, I guess we're all spiritual beings having a human experience, but hey, that's woo-woo for you. This space is completely free of judgment and is full of acceptance and healing. So take what you need, leave what you don't, and enjoy the High Frequency Females podcast. Hello, all you high-frequency females and human beings. Thank you so, so much for joining me on today's episode and thank you for making the time for yourself because I know the world that we live in can really just distract us from Really investing back in ourselves and whatever that may mean for you, whether it's listening to empowering podcasts, uh, studying or meditating or, you know, doing some self care. So, thank you for making that time for yourself and really celebrating yourself as well. So, today's guest, I have Lucy Dunn. And holy crap, is she a powerhouse of a woman? She is the CEO and uh, fitness coach and nutritional coach at uh, Dunn. Bells. She has developed this truly amazing eight-week uh, weight loss program, but it's more than just a program. It's like this support network that can help uh, you to create this community to help support each other as well. Because it is all about creating that community to really kick you in the bum when you, you know, you're not feeling your strongest. We all know when you have that support network of amazing human beings that are going through that same thing, you're uh, so much more likely to succeed. And how exciting is that? You know, Lucy is just has gone through this amazing journey herself from going from weight loss but also overcoming an eating disorder. And I know we all struggle with our bodies, but it's so amazing to get this first-hand advice from someone who's actually lived and breathed this experience as well, because how daunting is it going into, you know, the gym or a place that's fitness? And a lot of these personal trainers have never, ever had to deal with anything to do with uh, like massive weight loss and mental health. You know, a lot of fitness instructors have just been healthy and fit their whole lives. And it was just a natural progression for them to go into that fitness industry and and that's okay that's absolutely amazing that they had that drive and they have found their purpose but you know when you are looking for a trainer you need to find someone that aligns with you you know no trainer is the same and that's what's amazing about Lucy is that she has lived and breathed it and she is so open and honest that you know she has gone through this weight loss journey but you know, when she got to her her ideal weight, that is when it was costing every ounce of her happiness. But I'll let her tell tell you that um, that story because it, coming from her, it it is just so relatable and how getting that mindset is so incredibly important. Um, if you are going through that journey, and Lucy has also. Offered you the listeners here at High Frequency Females an absolutely amazing, amazing opportunity uh, to you know participate in her her eight week program. But I'll let her talk about it because I don't want to say the wrong thing and it totally be wrong. But all the links to this amazing offer she's offering you is also in the show notes. But yeah, listen through all the way to the end. She tells us what she can do. I myself are going to. 100% uh, sign up for this as well. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I can't wait for you to give me some feedback on this one because I know this episode is so empowering. So let's get to know Lucy. So I have someone truly incredible on with me today. You've obviously listened to the introduction, but I want her to introduce herself because she is making a huge impact, not only in her wild, but the fitness industry and helping women with eating disorders. And I love her. I've stalked the shit out of her. I've gone on to her YouTube, her Instagram, amazing. So welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm pumped to
1: be here. And I have everything on, like, public for a reason because I think the stalk is, like, encouraged. It's, like go deep. If you want to go down that rabbit hole and learn everything about me, that way I know when we like finally meet or whatever it may be, it's like we can actually be friends. You know more about me than like some of those close relationships that I've had, I think. So I love that. Uh, please feel free if you're listening to do the deep dive as well. But yeah, thank you for having me on. Excited to be in this space. My name is Lucy Dunn. I'm the founder of Dunnbells, which was a company that was born after my own struggle with weight loss and eating disorder and now I seriously have to pinch myself because I get to help thousands of women around the world every single day with their goals and their dreams and it's just this really special beautiful thing that if you had asked me six years ago when I started it if I had would be doing something like this I would have you know laughed in your face so have to pinch myself all the time and then getting to meet and talk with amazing people like you is just like cherry on top
0: yeah like When I was doing my stalk, as I do, I stalk everyone. Um, I don't discriminate with my stalking um, abilities. But I just feel like you're my best friend.
1: That's it. I just like coming to to my world, like here's everything. And it doesn't matter if it – we've had people, you know, it's too much, you share too much online, all these sorts of things. And we actually have had like a few really weird scenarios where people do know too much and we have shown up to, you know, pick up something off Marketplace and they like – have watched every YouTube video that we've put up and we're like, oh, so you know absolutely everything about us. Like these strange, weird scenarios. But at the same time, it's like, that's a fun world to, to live in, in my opinion, is to be able to just be yourself, show up, share entertain people inspire people whatever it is and I love that when I find accounts like that so it's really cool to be able to to do that but yeah we can become best friends pretty quickly
0: (laughs) And, and all through your social media it's just so relatable and so authentic not only with your wins but your struggles and everything so it's it was just so easy to connect to you and your life and it made me feel better within myself to know I'm not alone because as a woman and society through the pandemic it is so easy to feel alone through your struggles and there's something that just really inspired me because I'm going through my own fitness journey myself because I am looking at mental strength as well as physical strength it's not about weight loss for me but I want to fuck challenge my fucking self to just get stronger both mentally and physically so I'd love the listeners to know your story about you know your fitness your weight loss and also how you're binge eating when you look like you were at your your peak of physical strength and how that looked like from internally
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Such a like loaded topic to unpack, but I love it. And I think one thing to just like start with, The wins and the highlight reel and all of that stuff is really—it's—it's easy, it's natural to share online. Something that I still struggle with to this day is sharing some of those low moments or sharing some of those moments where maybe something didn't go as planned or you—you know—launch something in business and it didn't meet your expectations or these harsh timelines that we can put on ourselves where we think something needs to be done by goals we need to reach. And I think that I see these just similarities with health and wellness and business and women, we put these timelines on ourselves and we put these harsh expectations because we see so many highlight reels on there. And so something that doesn't come naturally to me to necessarily share my struggles, but I have to constantly remind myself that those are the beautiful parts of the journey and that sharing them helps people feel like they can relate to you. And it helps those conversations that then show up in my messages with these people who are like, that hit home for me and I needed this reminder today and all those beautiful things. So I definitely will say this doesn't necessarily come supernatural to share the lows. I don't think it necessarily does for anybody because it's uncomfortable, but it's always so amazing to then be surrounded by this awesome community. So that's a fun part of what I get to do. The whole weight loss journey, binge eating, that is just like part of my story, part of my journey. And again, some of those low, some of those most horrible moments of my life when I was really in the thick of my eating disorder uh, now shaped me to be the person that I am. And I think that that's really special if you're able to look at it that way. And so I won't ever say that I'm grateful that I had an eating disorder. I think that would be going like too far. However, I'm grateful for what it taught me and I'm grateful for the lessons that I was able to grow from that and learn from that. And so it really started, I was living in New York at the time and everything over there is like, massive portion sizes and i didn't really understand the pant sizes either nor did i care i was just like whatever i'm on this like once in a lifetime trip gonna eat whatever i want drink whatever i want all night every night and so i started to just gain weight and that had not been something that i had really been thinking about or struggling with and my kind of i sort of think of it as a rock bottom moment not knowing that there were going to be many more after it but i went into a store and they didn't have a pair of pants that I could fit into. And so that was really a moment where I was like, wow, this is something that I got to pay some attention to. And I didn't really realize, you know, I hadn't looked in the mirror and seen that I was just sort of living life naive to it all. And so I then started my journey of trying to lose weight. I started with a personal trainer, Absolutely hated it, really despised it, felt like it was all about, you know, just dropping the weight as quickly as possible, running on the treadmill for hours, doing these things that were just completely unsustainable. But at the time, I didn't know. And I was taking advice from these experts. So I was just doing all the things that all of these trainers, nutritionists, the long list of people I then went to see after in my journey to try and help me lose weight. And I just got to this point where I felt just totally alone, totally isolated. I could lose about 20 kilograms and then I would just put it all back on and then some. And so I felt alone, I felt isolated. And then it was at the point where I decided to go and get educated myself that I really was able to kind of unlock what was the truth around weight loss and what was actually going to help me. And then I'm sure we'll get into it, but that was a long journey and a long process, about five years trying to lose that weight and then finally losing it and then developing an eating disorder. So it was kind of like I achieved these things and then I was faced with another huge hurdle, which I'm sure we'll get into, but I just have to say like, it was hard, it was horrible, but I am somewhat grateful for all the things that I was able to learn from it.
0: Yeah, well, you can't teach unless you've gone through it yourself. You understand the mindset of your clients and that's a huge insight because a lot of people that are in the fitness industry have always been fit. They've always been their goal weight. So it is really hard because they don't know the struggles that you go through. They don't know the mindset that you're in. So what was your mindset when you made that decision of – This is no longer serving me.
1: Yeah. And so you talk about, you know, the the people that we look up to, let's say a trainer, they've always been fit. They don't have maybe the mindset. They can, sure, they can read and they can learn. They can educate themselves on what it might be like to struggle. But I was constantly going to trainers who had shredded abs Muscular arms that looked the way that I wanted to look because I thought that they'd be able to help me get there. However, they had never had the the struggle with weight loss. And so I really sort of learned that, okay, there's something going on here where these people just, we're not on the same page. We're not driving. And and like I mentioned, just telling me to follow a certain meal plan or do a certain exercise routine that is just completely unsustainable. And so really my mindset got to the point where I was just throwing my hands up. I'd spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and I had felt like I was just taking steps backwards. And so the point of realizing I just feel helpless and going to help myself was like a really big moment of like, nobody's, nobody's coming. Nobody's able to do this for me. I'm going to do it myself. And so that was a really cool moment. But again, it took time. It took time to learn about the anatomy of the body. It took time to learn about the female hormones. It took time to figure out how that all links with nutrition. And so it was, again, a a lot of trial and error, but I felt like I was doing it from more of a more natural place. I was doing it of more sustainable results. I wasn't just trying to eat boring chicken breasts and asparagus seven days a week and be in the gym for hours. I was starting to enjoy life and have these fitness elements as part of my life. And so that was a really big breakthrough moment for me, but just, Before that, on the heels of that was my my eating disorder. And so for a number of years, I struggled with, I'd lost the weight, I'd got the shredded abs, I looked, you know, physically, you'd look at me and think, this girl's got it all figured out. I looked like those trainers that I had been going to. And behind closed doors, every single weekend, I would struggle and I would binge and I would eat and I would make myself sick. And then I would do the whole hamster wheel cycle again. Monday to Friday was really clean, really controlled on my meal plan with my coach, weekend was like gloves are off. I'd eat absolutely everything. And so that's just a really, you know, slippery slope to be on. It can be really damaging to your body. I had some health concerns come up because of what I was doing to myself. And so on the, you know, just after that was when I really took this turn and decided this isn't helping me. I'm in real trouble here. I need to do something different. So it was kind of like a forced awakening, but it really was something that needed to happen. Otherwise I didn't know what, to be honest, I didn't know what was going to, what was going to happen with my life.
0: Yeah. And eating disorders come in so many forms as well. So, and binge eating, people don't see as a eating disorder. I actually didn't know that that was a disorder till, you know, we connected and Mm -hmm. that's when I've done my research and I was like, wow, I, I, it was mind blowing that, you know, the, these things aren't even talked about. You know, anorexia, bulimia, that's all you hear about. So yeah. what is binge eating? And this yeah. the whole disorder. What is?
1: And the reason that maybe you haven't even heard about it is because there's actually not a uh, – definitive answer of what determines you to be a binge eater and so that's where some gray area comes in right from the get-go so there is no like here's the sentence that defines what binge eating is because there's no amount of you ate this many calories or there's no amount of you did this this many times a week there are no standards essentially and what a lot of people find is that they'll let's say they look at my even my before and afters which i do show on socials they'll look at the person who was, you know, struggling with their weight and think that that's the person that was struggling with a binge eating disorder, not the person that was, you know, 10% body fat and had a six pack and looked to be on the outside really happy. Whereas that's the person that was struggling with the binge eating disorder. And so essentially to summarize it, it's eating large portions of food more than your body wants and needs to consume at any one given time. And so That's, you know, people that struggle with a binge eating disorder, it is 100% in the brain. It's something that feels like lack of control. It feels like sometimes you just, people, you know, talk about blacking out. People talk about turning numb, these sorts of things around food. And it's a somewhat frequent event where you feel like you've just lost control around food. You eat large quantities And then it's followed by a series of things like guilt, making up for the binge that you've just had. And then the whole process starts again because you you go through it and it's, you know, after all of my my research and education around it, how it works in the brain is, is so interesting. It's basically like this thought pattern that is on repeat and it's really hard to break that thought pattern and develop a new one. So to recover from a binge eating disorder takes essentially breaking that brain pattern that is so ingrained in you, especially after years, And trying to rewire and make a brand new one so incredibly hard in terms of recovery in my opinion and is something that isn't talked about nearly as much as as I think there needs to be education around it
0: so with you know binge eating and I'm just having a a sort of thinking in my mind is is it almost like not that you're an alcoholic but almost like an addiction or like anorexia and bulimia where you sort of hide things from your loved ones? Do you change your behavior patterns? Like, is there any underlying things that, you know, whether it's shame or anything like that? i oh, sorry, I can't formulate my words properly because I'm like, mm-hmm. do you change your behavior patterns? Do you hide things Do you, from your loved ones, I guess?
1: Absolutely. And so the way that we look at it in the nutrition world is that it is 100% like any of those addictions that we hear about, whether it's addicted to some sort of substance. However, food is actually required. It is a requirement that the body needs, whereas things, other substances, the difference there is that your body actually doesn't need them for basic survival. And so when we bring in a binge eating disorder, it's really difficult because we actually need – it's not like a, an alcoholic where they don't need to – you know play around with the amount of alcohol that they can drink to see where they can feel their best they can actually live without alcohol whereas binge eating we still need to eat we need to eat to stay alive and so when you're trying to recover it's kind of like that that thing that you're addicted to is right in front of your face all of the time and so it absolutely is like an addiction it feels like an addiction i have a very addictive personality and so it makes sense and you know after learning all about this you do definitely Behaviors similar to, you know, people who are addicted to drugs or people who are alcoholics—you 100% change your ways. I cancel on every dinner party that I was invited to. I would make excuses as to where I had eaten before, so I can't have that thing you just put down. Or I would leave places early to go to the gym to work off the, you know, indulgences that I just have. I would—she's my wife at the time now, but she was my girlfriend when I was really struggling. And we'd both go to bed together, and then I would sneak downstairs and devour everything in the kitchen, totally secret. I have candy wrappers shoved under my bed that I would quickly eat before I would fall asleep and then shove them under there to destroy the evidence. Like the list goes on around how many secret behaviors and things you do and ways you protect yourself from anybody knowing about this horrible thing that you're struggling with. So to answer simply, 100% feels like an addiction and 100% you do behavioral things that make you hide it and make you keep it a secret. You're layered in shame and, and guilt.
0: Yeah, and I want to remind the listeners, this is when you're at your peak performance, you're, you're fittest, you're when you looked like those personal trainers. Absolutely. I looked. I had people reaching out to me to be on covers of fitness
1: magazines. I was doing fitness photo shoots. You know, they would talk about being at the pivotal of, of fitness and, and want to highlight the result that I had had because of this weight loss transformation. And sure, physically just looking at me, I had... Absolutely transformed my body, especially when we look at body fat percentage, muscle mass, those sorts of things. There's no denying that I had absolutely done that. What was just lurking under the covers was this eating disorder that I was struggling with, was not living my life. And to maintain that body, I was doing extreme things extreme meal prep, saying no to everything, packing, you know, coolers full of items just to go on a a work trip for two days, hours in the gym, all of these extremes that, in my opinion, for the everyday human, someone who's not, let's say, an Olympic athlete, doesn't need to do to have the results they want to have. And so, it was completely unsustainable. It was really unhealthy. It felt completely isolated, completely alone. But looking at me, here I was, feeling like I was getting all this attention because of my amazing results. People wanting to give me awards, put me on magazine covers, highlight me because of what they were seeing.
0: Yeah. And what was your mindset like when you know you were going through all this?
1: I mean, I was really, I was excited a little bit. I won't, I won't uh, lie. I think I was excited about like, yeah, look what I have done. And there was a, there's a part of me that was in such denial that I, it was something that I didn't talk about to anybody. Nobody knew that I did this. And so it was sort of this big secret. And so I was excited to to share my weight loss journey. I was excited to share what I know to be true in terms of what works around nutrition and, and workouts. I was excited to have this new attention, I guess you could call it however my mind in the background like I was so unhappy I was unhappy with so many things in my life and I remember moments where I would go to someone would ask me to go to like a trade show like an expo to talk on stage about you know they had a big photo of me there when I what I used to look like and then they wanted to hear my story on stage and I remember being like I can't even get out of bed I don't even have the energy because I wasn't eating anywhere near enough during the week to be able to get, you know, myself to do anything. So I didn't even have the energy to pull myself up and go to these sorts of things. So it was this, you know, my mindset was, this is great. And I love this momentum and I love talking about these things, but my mindset was also like, you're a big faith. You're a big phony because you're so unhappy. And at that time, that was really hard. I didn't have those realizations. It's now looking back that I, that I know how I felt, but at the time I was sort of just Ignoring it all. I didn't want to admit that I had a problem. Wow.
0: And what was the pivotal point in your life where you're like, this is not okay?
1: Yeah, there was this moment where, well, I had been to, you know, the doctor. I had lost my period for a number of years. Um, I was getting all these huge bruises that are like, you know, all over my body. Basically, it's telling, giving me these warning signs that your body is shutting down. Your body doesn't have enough of what it needs. This is not good for you. And so, I had been to, I was going through a bit of a, a medical journey at the time where they were sort of looking into some things. I was going for lots of scans, um, because they were convinced that there was, uh, you know, really something wrong with my hormones in my pituitary gland was the biggest concern. Um, and so I was going through a lot of medical things where I kind of hit this moment of, this is actually bad. Like this is actually, you know, the doctors are talking to me about how low your body fat percentage is and how little you're eating and how much you're exercising and what your body is doing as a result of this. And it was sort of becoming scary, but it took multiple visits with health people to actually get that sort of drilled into my brain. So it was that combined with, I was doing a photo shoot for, I think it was a magazine and they had donuts around and the person, the photographer wanted me to bite into the donut as part of the photo shoot right at the end. And it was a Wednesday and I was like, Oh, I don't eat. I don't eat sweets. Like, no, I don't do that. Like that's just not in my will. And so years of eating no sugar during the week. And he wants me to bite into this donut. And so that was really this moment where I was like, all right, I guess I'll do it for this shoot. And again, my girlfriend at the time, my lovely wife, now we went for dinner after. And so this was like huge. I had a bite of a donut and we were going for a midweek dinner. And I remember sitting there being like, I need to change. Like I I hadn't, at that point, I still wasn't like, oh, I have an eating disorder and I binge eat all of the time, even though, you know, we talk about it now and we ate separate meals. She knew lots of things that I had been doing, but she just didn't know how to talk to me about it because I probably would have bitten her head off. And so it was like this moment of something needs to change. And from that moment on, I took little baby steps, essentially introducing weird weird to me, foods during the week uh, and just basically trying to take some steps towards recovery. I did work with a coach who specialized with helping people recover from binge eating disorders. And so it was a combination of these things that really helped me come out of that. And then it just got, I got addicted to be honest to something else. I got addicted to eating things I wanted to eat and I got addicted to working out when I actually wanted to work out. And I got addicted to like living this awesome life and saying yes to things while still being really happy with how I looked and how I felt and so it sort of swung to like a different sort of addiction but an addiction that I would say is like very under control and is very healthy because it's more sustainable and those sorts of things but yeah those were a few of the moments where I was like wow something's got to change and I've been doing this for years and it's not working I'm not happy and then I got to change as well for my health because I'm a bit scared of what the doctors keep telling me
0: yeah that I just think your whole mindset and that transformation is something, you know, to be proud of. Like what you've achieved is incredible, and it it is a lot of hard work. It's hard work and it's not always fun, but to have that gratitude that you carry through and you see, you consistently see, say you're grateful, you're grateful. And Mm -hmm. with that in, in mind, with your mindset, with your clients, is there something like a key trend you're constantly seeing with women today? 100%
1: so one of the biggest things that comes to mind right when you say that is that someone may may come to me not necessarily struggling with what they would determine to be a binge eating disorder but what we're seeing time and time again and now working with thousands of people there is this cycle where women are under eating every single day, because we have been conditioned to think that this is how we are going to achieve whatever our results may be. majority of people do come to me to help them with their weight loss. What we unpack and uncover is that it's actually so much more than that. And we help them with so many more things. Mindset, I know you keep talking about it, but mindset is one of the biggest things that we work on. And so what we find is that because people are severely under eating, the body is then looking for quick sources of things to help it feel safe to help it feel okay and that often comes in the form of either food or substances like alcohol those sorts of things and so this when you're on a health and wellness journey they don't in a modern day society those things don't exist together it's either one or the other and so we help people to really understand actually if you want to have some drinks go for those drinks. And to be completely honest, if you want to use those substances, we are not here to tell you to stop using those substances because it's gonna you know, halt your progress or be debilitating to for you to achieve the goals you want to achieve. And so I think it's really refreshing for people to jump off this diet trend, this fad trend, this restrictive cal- calorie trend, and jump on this place of like, oh, I can have that. And I can have that every day if I want to. And then they see and feel the results even when having those things. And so the trend that we see is that people are restricting themselves from food, they're saying no to the things that they love and then their actions are a little bit more desperate to get those things and then they're on that same sort of hamster wheel. It may be a little bit different to the wheel that I was on, but it's still a wheel that they feel like they're running constantly on and they can't ever reach their results. And so we really do help people break away from those things, work on their mindset around guilt around food, good or bad foods, substances, alcohol, eating at restaurants, these sorts of things. We unpack the mindset, we equip them with lots of skills that they need to tackle those situations. And then when they feel the results, they see the result, they're like, why would I ever do anything different? And so that's the sweet spot where we lie in our coaching, in our program. And it's been really cool to see, we see that trend every single day, people coming brand new to us, changing things that we ask them to change. It's not easy. I won't say that, but they embrace it, they go for it. And then to see them eight weeks later, that's the length of our program to see what they go through. That's pretty special.
0: Yeah. And I guess there's something really beautiful about having a community because it's so much easier to do it with like-minded people than by yourself. Oh, so that's another thing I'm grateful for. Like I actually can't
1: I do. I have to pinch myself. Sometimes the community that has been built, the people around the world, it's like, I I do. I sometimes have to be like, how did I start this company? And I remember starting it and being like, if I just help one person, my work here is done. If I help one person maybe recover from a binge eating disorder, or if I help one person achieve their weight loss goals without having to say no to their favorite things every single day, my job here is done. And I was working a full-time job at the time I started it. And so it wasn't me starting it to be like, oh, I I need to put food on my table. And so that's a beautiful place to to start a business, in my opinion. However, never could I have seen the community that has been developed now and built from this. They are, like you said, like-minded people, but they go to the edge of the world for each other. They show up for each other. These people in different countries, if someone's traveling somewhere, they'll meet up. We've had events that hundreds of people come to because they just want to meet everybody. Like, it's just... A pinch me moment every single day to see what this community does for each other and it's so special because they are all on their own personal journeys yet they collectively come together and help each other be the best and that is just something that that's really why now I get up and do what I do every day because it's like it's for them it's for this awesome community that is just like strong and beautiful.
0: And sometimes people in their own world, they might not have that positive support system around them, whether it's work and family. So to be able to connect with people virtually, it's bloody incredible. I just got goosebumps because, like, there's so many communities. And I know I've got groups on Facebook that I am, and they're so supportive, like – it, it's incredible, like, you know, girls' advice pages and there's no hatred, there's no judgment, there's no nothing. It's just there to purely support each other and that is the community you have built for your for your team and, you know, the people that are just so inspired by you.
1: Yeah, like, and that's it. I mean, there's these communities that do exist out there. We are definitely not the only one, but it's really cool to be part of such a strong Community, especially in the health and wellness space, when I feel like I open my own emails or I open my own Instagram and I feel like it's still flooded with things around bikinis or models or, you know, all of these things that I'm personally bombarded with still to this day. And so it's really special when I want to feel amazing, I click on this private group and I open up and I get goosebump moments the whole way I scroll because of what these people are doing and how they're supporting each other and the sorts of posts that they're making. And that's just really, it's empowering and it's contagious. And we have this community, but we also, we have events in person and we jump on calls uh, every single, you know, every two weeks we jump on calls and get together and like, just talk about things and learn about each other. And I think that that's not for everyone and that's okay, but if you want it and you need it, we want to provide that space for people. And I've just seen time and time again, it's so needed because look at what happens from these amazing events or calls and and Facebook groups and things like that. So it's been really, again, pinch me moment. So grateful for it. Can't believe some of these superheroes that are in this group sometimes.
0: Yeah, and it's something that I want to jump into is how women almost are so judgmental on themselves, but, you know, everyone thinks that, you know, it's men making us feel we should look a certain way. But I see so much women on women attacking each other for how they should look, what diets they should be on. It infuriates me because I am such an empowered person that I'm just, and I, you know, like I said, before we jumped on here, I give people the mental finger consistently (laughs) because the pressure we put on ourselves. Do you ever experience that in your world and and what you see?
1: Yeah. Every single day, (laughs) even when you pay attention, even when you're sitting at a restaurant and you're listening to the two women that are sitting next to you talking about their bodies or the diets that they're on or what they're struggling with with their teenage daughters and things like that. It's like it's all around us. You go to the grocery store at the checkout and you look at the magazine covers and it's no wonder we are doing these things because uh, I'm I'm the same with you. I know some fantastic men and I have few, I have a handful of really good men in my life, but the men that are in my life are not the ones that are ever making me think anything less of my body or less of my capabilities or less of what I could accomplish and I think that maybe women aren't even intentionally doing it. Maybe some of them are, but there's this society that we have been surrounded by for so long. And I think that there are some shifts and that there are some amazing, you know, movements that have happened around being nice to ourselves, being nice to our bodies, being nice to each other. I think in the last five or so years, there has definitely been a shift around that. However, When we, If you just took a day and you went out and you were just observing, I think you'd see really clearly where we get these messages from and where we are picking up these things and and how it can be really hard to live in the female brain and the female body. And so I see it all day, every day. I see people picking each other apart online. I'm just in this camp of like, why can't, why is there not space for all of us? Like, why can't we just all succeed? Why can't we all support each other? If you don't agree with what diet they're doing, that is totally okay it might be working for them. So fantastic. And if they want to come to you and ask for some help or some advice, 1000%, give it and and have a candid conversation about it. But we do this thing where we just project onto each other sometimes. And I think that that is just doing more harm than good.
0: A hundred percent. And it comes down to, I think, self-worth as well and I know for myself you know people give me advice whatever I'll take it on board but I am strong enough to be able to say "Mm, no that's a reflection on your behavior but you know for those women it hurts my heart to see you know them you know criticize and then they feel so down on themselves and I guess for me I can't own the world's problems but I think as women we need to be very conscious about you know what information we put out if people aren't seeking our advice don't give it you mm-hmm. know and it's so easy what works for one doesn't what might not work for someone else but it all comes back to mindset you, yeah. could, you could give that amazing advice but if their mindset's not right and if you're not a professional that's where we need to reassess what's your opinion on that?
1: Yeah. And even there are some professionals that are giving their advice that perhaps doesn't even work for, you know, other people. And so the way that I see it all the time, people join our eight-week program and they'll say, okay, we ask them about some histories and things that they've tried in the past. And the bulk of it, if you pulled all of the results into a spreadsheet, which we absolutely do because we want to know these things that these people say – my friend tried intermittent fasting. And so I've been trying it for the last three months and it's not working for me. That would be one person's response. So now I'm here looking for something else, someone else. My mom is talking about my weight and how much I eat and I really struggle with portion control. And so that's where I'm here. I'm looking for some help around that because I eat too much. So I'm not going to go through the long list of these things, the thousands of responses, but we are taking in all of this information and we're making it make sense in our heads. And then we're allowing it to dictate our actions. And so, it can be really harmful it can be really damaging and especially in the diet world people i think are smart enough now to know that they do need to try things for a certain amount of time so now we've got this gross cocktail of you've heard intermittent fasting works from your friend so now you're going to go and try it for three months four months because you know you need to stick to it to see results then you're unhappy you haven't seen results you go backwards the other way then until you find Susie over here who's told you about the keto diet and now you jump on the keto diet for three, four months and you do damage to your body and you get frustrated with yourself and you're not getting results and you jump on the scale every week and it's not telling you what you want it to hear. So it's this, that's just one, that's just the diet world. And there are multiple ways that we do that and we run in these worlds that it's just not a fun life to live. It's not a fun place to live. There are more important things out there, in my opinion, to be spending our time doing. And when we start to break away from those behaviors and those loops and those patterns that's where i think we can unlock some big mindset shifts like you talk about until we break away from those things until we're ready for to break away from those things i believe we will be stuck in that taking information from people whoever it is whoever saw some results trying it and then being upset with ourselves that maybe it didn't work
0: yeah and going into your you know eight week program what does that look like because for someone that you know, doesn't do eight week programs, I've just never have. And there's probably a lot of people that haven't. What does that look like? What does that involve? Like, because when you think eight weeks, you're like, oh, that's scary. Or it's online. What's it going to do if I'm not with that person in person? What does that look like?
1: Yeah. And so right back to, I think like our first point, like the beautiful thing of me going through my own journey means that we have so many things in place that help people not running into those barriers and those struggles, pretty much every hurdle that you could think about running into, we've got something ready and prepared for you to help you through that. And so the eight weeks, the reason it is eight weeks is because it's a long enough time for you to actually see and feel some results. You no longer have to just believe us right at the beginning, because that's what we do ask. We ask that our people trust. We ask that our people lean in. We ask that they believe what's what we're asking them to do. And then by the end of the eight weeks, it's long enough that they're like, holy smokes, I want to keep doing this. It's sustainable. I've seen and felt results. It's go time now. And and we sort of, in my world, we prep them to like fly. We prep them to be able to continue with what they've been doing to continue to see results, feel better, reach their goals, all those sorts of things. And so we have two areas that we focus on. First one is strength training. And so the long list. We literally could be here for hours if I talked about all the benefits of strength training, especially for women. But mainly when we increase our muscle mass just slightly, a long list of health benefits, including our metabolism, hair, skin, joints, all these things that improve from strength training. And so a lot of our people, they're used to running on the treadmill. They're used to being on the elliptical. They're used to going for runs because they think that this is the answer. And they're often miserable doing those things. And so when we start doing some weights helping them feel comfortable around strength training, all of a sudden things start to feel a lot different in their body and in their workouts. They start to enjoy things. And so that's our first sort of pillar is helping them through that strength training part. And then we have our nutrition coaching as well. So we have a series of informative sessions. We have tasks for them to try. We do focus on macronutrients. So instead of counting calories, we're talking about proteins, fats, and carbs, We help them focus on that so they can feel actually empowered around food instead of like they're on another diet. that's very restrictive. And the goal with the nutrition is that we help them really understand what feels good for their body so that they can, again, see the results, but they can also want to keep doing it. They can say yes to those foods that they love every single day. And so those two sort of pillars combined are what our eight-week program looks like, but that's kind of in a nutshell. Obviously, there's lots jammed in there that help people feel like we're right there with them, that help them feel surrounded by a community. And at the end of the day, my clients are going to be way happier if we help them achieve their goals and their results. And so we do focus on that. We don't make these big promises and then, you know, delivery empty. We really do focus on what are your goals and let us help you achieve those because we know you're sick and tired of purchasing a program or signing up for something and feeling a big letdown. So that's just like very near and dear to my heart is that the last thing we want to be is that. And so we make sure that every step of the way we are just the opposite.
0: And a gym can be quite scary when you say weight training for a a woman, that can be quite scary, especially when there's, if you've joined a gym or something that is, you know, there's a lot of males, you sort of don't want to go around that area because you don't want to look one stupid sometimes. But have you seen the amazing range they've got at Kmart that you can do stuff at home now? Oh, and I
1: think one thing that the pandemic has, has, you know, sort of helped people with is maybe get a little bit more comfortable at home and with their setups or maybe get some equipment that maybe they haven't had. And one of the first things we always ask people if they they say they're thinking about joining a gym for the program is, well, do you actually want to? Does that make you happy? And for some people, they need to go to a physical space and that's great. They know that about themselves. It will help them. They don't want, they want out of their house. And so that's fantastic. But majority of our people now are at home getting things like weights, bands from Kmart, using that stuff. And then before they know it, they feel more comfortable in any weightlifting scenario or strength training scenario, class, gym, whatever it may be because of the foundation that we've laid. And so I think that there's just – we live in a world where we can access so many things and so why would we not take advantage of that? And there's some incredibly, you know, helpful things out there that are a pretty affordable price as well for, you know, what we can get from them.
0: Yeah, definitely because I, I've got a gym membership and I go to the gym quite regularly, but I've also got my little weights that'll start from like I think $6 from Kmart. So yeah. if I'm not feeling it, it's late, but I'm like, oh, I just want to do something. I'll just get my little dumbbells or even those um, those bands – They're $4. They're harder than weights sometimes.
1: Yeah, sometimes harder. And there's all sorts of different things that you can do with weights, with bands to, you know, at the end of the day, strengthen your muscles, help you with weight loss, if that is one of your goals. But yeah, my mom is a big fan of Kmart Weights. She's got her awesome set of dumbbells. And my biggest thing is like, don't you be afraid to go heavier because I think that that's one thing at home that we can run into as well. We've got our set of weights and perhaps they just, we get, we get used to them. We don't necessarily challenge ourselves as much. So one of the big things we do focus on is, okay, let's have an option that is a little bit heavier. And then if we need to, we can drop to those lighter weights, but if we are with those lighter weights right now, we may be with them for longer than we need to. And that's something that we are always helping and coaching and encouraging people from my mom to all of our clients around the world.
0: Yeah, and I love weight training. I love it. I hate cardio so much. I have a hate relation, like I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I will go on the assault bike for five minutes. That is a rule I set for myself, assault bike. (laughs) That's it. Unless, (laughs) Unless, <laughs> hang on, I, I lie. I do go on the um the cross trainer, but do you know what I do to make sure I do it for a little bit? So I do it every couple of weeks. I have to watch Real Housewives. <laughs> it's the only I way I can get through it.
1: Yeah, and that's what we see. Even when you walk in, you know, I have a gym membership too and I walk in and there's, you know, people on the awful, in my opinion, like cardio machines thinking that I think there's a difference between doing it because you know the heart is healthy. Let's not, you know, Mm -hmm. let's not negate that. But when you're on those machines strictly to lose weight and you're scared of all the other things, that's where I just see like heartbreak and misery, because that's where I've been. And you see, you know, the the females lined up and they're watching their things just to pass the time and, and get them through. And it's like, do what you gotta do, but definitely here to encourage people that it's it's good like need it for our heart. Definitely. Cardio is an important part that I used to think was just like, could be completely eliminated because I'm not a cardio fan either. I now know the importance of cardio on our overall health. Little bits make a big difference, but we definitely don't need to be chained to those cross trainers, ellipticals, assault bikes to really get the results that we're after there are other
0: ways and there are more enjoyable ways in my opinion amazing oh thank you so much for jumping on today i know you have going to add so much so much value to it the listeners um because just to hear from someone that has has lived it to have someone that's lived it and knows those challenges, the mindset is incredibly just insightful and you feel more supported, I guess, because I'm going to have that trust within you to grow because I know you'd have my back.
1: That's just it. Yeah, we really do. Um, It's something that we, I think as well, like, because I have personally been through that journey, there's like every single person that takes that brave step i always say signing up is one of the hardest parts Mm -hmm. not necessarily like your first workout or those sorts of things signing up and saying yes to yourself is one of the hardest most difficult parts and so me and my team the way that we look at it is it is now our job it is our duty to wrap our arms around that person for this entire eight weeks to make sure that they feel supported like i mentioned that big promise we need them to feel that way and I think I just have such a personal attachment to that because I remember buying multiple programs, working with tons of trainers, hiring nutritionists and feeling nothing but let down and so that's our big thing is like nobody's ever going to feel the way that I felt and so it's this huge personal attachment to what we do but I think it's a really special thing because people want to know what they're getting and it's really liberating and refreshing to purchase something and to actually get what you're looking for and get the results you're after so that is just something that we like have it ingrained obviously it's ingrained in me but ingrained in our team and and everybody that helps these amazing humans it's just so important that people feel that right from the get-go right when they make that
0: scary decision to sign up so and you have an amazing offer for the listeners
1: yes so we want to say thank you for the time I also just want to say like thank you to you like thank you for having this space thank you for having hard conversations a lot of people would see the words binge eating and steer away from these topics because they may be scared of what will happen and those sorts of things and I just have to say like huge thanks to you for having these this space and having these conversations I think that we will never truly know the impact that perhaps one person really needed listening to this maybe it's years later and it really helped them to to talk about or hear about these topics and so first of all, you know, huge thanks to you. And then to say thanks to your awesome listeners, we do have a giveaway into our eight-week program. So I believe in the show notes, we can post the link and it's really simple uh, way to enter. And we just want to see people, we just want to help people. We just want to see people thrive. And by doing that, sometimes we know finances can be one of the things that do hold people back. And we just, just want to help. And so we do have a few spots to give away into our eight-week program and there'll be more information on the page when you click on the show notes, but we encourage everyone, no matter what fitness level no matter where you're at with your nutrition no matter where your mindset is even if you think it's like not in the best of places please enter the giveaway we're happy to help and then as always if you want to jump on my instagram or if you want to you know send an email through the website like always happy to have conversations with people because we're here to help and so if there's some way that we can help with just a response or a quick video to you know assist someone going through a really hard time always happy to do that
0: Amazing, and what are your Instagram handles if they're listening and driving and can't click on the show notes?
1: Yeah, so pretty much my whole world, I know that we were talking about doing like a good old stalk at the beginning. Um, You know, my wife, our deaf dog, our fertility journey that we're about to start on, all things health and wellness, that can be found over on my Instagram. So it's at Dunbells and I'm sure we can link it as well to make sure people can uh, click on that once they're safe and, and hands off the wheel. But yeah, if you ever want to just send me a message there, like you'll see, you'll get a good taste of what I share on there and you'll know that nothing is off limits. So if there's anything that anybody wants to talk about, my DMs are always open for that.
0: Amazing. Now I have one last question for you. What would you want to tell your younger self? <sighs>
1: Well, one of the biggest things, and I think you've touched on it, (laughs) is the importance of gratitude. And so I think that my younger self, while I have no regrets and while I don't sit there and think about things that I wish I had done differently or I had wished that it panned out a different way, that's definitely just not my MO. That's not my personality. I do think to try my absolute best to be grateful for the things that are happening even when they are bloody hard, even when you feel like there is no way out I've had multiple life scenarios where I feel like I've hit rock bottom, whether it be relationships, work, life, my health and wellness journey. And I think just something that I've developed from that is the practice of gratitude. And so starting that day with these three things you're grateful for. And so now we do it around mealtime. Every single lunch, we sit down, my wife and I, it's three things you're grateful for. In the morning, it's three things we're hopeful for. And at the evening, it's three things we're proud of ourselves for and the other person. And so it's this beautiful practice that has been developed. And I sort of just wish I could have told my younger self to like, you know, practice that a little bit earlier, even if it wasn't as intense as that, like three times a day feels like a lot, I know. But that has been developed over time. But it's been such a huge mindset thing for me. And I just wish that during those rock bottom moments where I had done some other you know horrible things to my body or horrible things to my self-esteem perhaps if I had just leaned a little bit into that gratitude practice it would have really helped me so that's something that I would definitely wish that I could like talk back to that younger self
0: and that's so beautiful because where gratitude lives no negative energy can live in that moment so that is so beautiful you've just reminded me to be grateful for today
1: Yes. I'm so glad. And maybe someone else, you know, is also grateful for today. Grateful for,
0: you know, we turn on our taps and we get clean drinking
1: water. It sounds really cheesy and and cliche and things like that. But I believe when you say these things out loud and when you do express gratitude for them, so many other things also happen. And maybe it's just because you're more aware of them and you're grateful for them. So that's definitely something that I've learned over the years and, and would speak to my younger self. I'm glad it was helpful for you. And again, like, thanks so much for creating this space. Like even this talk about gratitude, I think helps rest of our day maybe even the the rest of the week
0: yeah so thank you so so much for your time love and appreciate you I just wish we could have met your beautiful wife and and your fur baby I'm a beautiful beautiful um so it's Jude is your fur baby
1: yeah Jude's the dog Kelsey's the wife and they keep me out of trouble I'm very busy yeah
0: So jump over and connect with Lucy. You won't regret it. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much.